Hey guys, welcome back to the Modern Samurai Project uh, podcast. I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, remember, this podcast is about those who have chosen the self-reliant lifestyle, whether it be about fitness, self-defense, martial arts, firearms, and whatnot. It's people that understood that their destiny is their own. Uh, tonight, uh, my guests are uh, Aaron Brumley and Nick Young of Solo Defense out of the uh, greater Charlotte metro area. Um, I've known these guys, well, how long have I you all? Since like 2015 or so? 14, 15, yeah. 14 yeah. or 15? I mean, just years are just rolling by right it seems longer than that right? it, really, it really does it's been a it, while, it's been it, a while. It, it absolutely does so what uh you guys may have heard of them they have a good you know social media um uh uh presence out there uh but they don't travel right for the most part y'all don't travel out of state uh to teach am i right or wrong about that correct me if i'm don't wrong tell lies about it Okay, so the Carol, you don't go outside of the Carolinas and stuff like that. Absolutely. So for all intents and purposes, you guys are your your forte is you know local instruction within the southern North Carolina, northern South Carolina, that whole uh, state line type of thing. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about today about what to look for in local instructors. Um, uh, some pluses and minuses, uh, some questions to ask and know if that guy's legit or if he just got his NRA instructor card and uh, should you be scared or not. So that being said, guys, I don't want to see your thunder. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell, uh, Even though we don't give a shit about resumes around here, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background so we get to know you a little bit better. So either one of you all can start. Um. As Scott was saying, um, I appreciate appreciate being here. Uh, it got all official all of a sudden, so I'm trying to make sure I'm doing things right. <laughs> Just hanging out, and all of a sudden, Scott's like, "Oh, check this out." Um, but uh, Aaron Bromley, uh, Soul Defense Training Group. We started this uh, back in 2011. Uh, really hit the road running in 2012. Um, and I am, it, we're civilians. That's we are. We sh we are shooters that enjoy learning and we enjoy helping others learn. Um, and that's kind of the niche that we have chosen to fill being local instructors. Um, I think, you know, there, there are some great instructors out there that do travel. Um, and we've taken a lot of those classes, but we've taken, you know, CASA classes, your classes, um, MDFI classes from, uh, from Trek, Steve Fisher, um, Aaron Cowan, Paul Van Dunk. Um, you know, people that we look up to in the industry that have been in the industry for a while. Um, we are literally out here as shooters trying to better defend our family uh, if the need arise. Um, and honestly, at the local level, pass that on to people that it's always been my thing. Uh, one that may not can afford a multi-day, you know, two or three day, 1500 round class. Uh, those are awesome. Uh, you get a lot out of them and it's, it's a lot of fun. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the time. Uh, or the money. Uh, and I think that's where the local instructors come in is you've got guys that don't have to travel necessarily. And so the range is close to home. They can teach a one day class and not break their bank. Um, and the class is close to you to where you don't have to set up travel time. You don't have to set up overnight stays uh, for the most part. While we've had people come from out of state for the most part, you know, you don't have to do something like that. Still get good instruction from good instructors. Uh, and then it really, I feel like we're kind of like the launch pad. Uh, local instructors are a launch pad into your training endeavor 
uh, not everybody jumps into a you know a three day uh, national level instructor uh, class. Uh, nothing wrong if you do, but you know it kind can get your feet wet uh, with a good instructor that's local that actually knows what they're doing um, and who's probably learned from some of the people that you end up wanting to take classes from and can help you along the way. Um, that's all. That's all I've been about is is getting better and helping others get better. We've got a passion for it. Um, every time somebody comes onto the line. Um, it's awesome to watch the light bulbs pop on and you know, it's even more humbling whenever they come back for the second and third time uh, because we brought them value at the local level. Um, so, I mean, that, that's what we do. That's why we do it. And then um, I'll let Nick take it from there uh, on his side. Uh, Nick Yo, uh, AI for solo defense. Um, just like Aaron, I'm just an average dude, just regular civilian, never been mill or LEO or anything. Um, I just really just love to shoot. I just have a passion for it. Uh, taking a lot of classes, like, like Aaron said, um, I've done a good little bit of competing, but I've like kind of just dabbled in different things where I've done steel challenge. Uh, I did a lot of three gun for a while. Um, I spent a lot of time doing like bolt gun stuff, PRS stuff. I actually got fairly good at that. Uh, started placing, you know, top twenties out of, you know, whatever, 200, 150 or so. Um, and kind of stopped doing that. And I focus the majority of my time now on pistol. So this year I'm going to try to do a bunch of USPSA. Um, Chris Tilly's range is only like 30 minutes from my house. So like, super grand champ, super grand. Why, like <laughs> why the fuck aren't I going? So it's, it's right there and he has a match almost like every weekend. So it's crazy not to take advantage of that. So, this Bro, year that, I'm going to be match, doing that match a lot. Is legendary. That match is legendary, dude. Yeah. It is. That. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of my friends actually drive six hours from Virginia to go do that match, just yep. because Chris is so awesome and he'll help. He'll tell you what you did wrong, yeah. right? And it's yeah. it's uh, it's national. It's nationals level match that he puts on there, man. And wow. uh, yeah, dude, he's a world champ. Bottom line, sure. world champ. Sure. World champ. So. Yeah, I, I actually need to talk to you about, you know, what class I need to go in. So, kind of yep. a little confused well, yep. about it. So. Yep. We'll, 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 talk, we'll talk offline about that, man. Yep. Otherwise, we'll, yep. we'll confuse the audience and, you know, and eventually I'll get a message about, oh, my God, that's too much work. I'm going to get killed in the streets. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, you know, an interesting uh, point you brought up, Aaron, and uh, I think everybody knows out there in, in the audience that, you know, I, I train a lot, at least until I started teaching. Right. It's kind of hard to train and stuff like that. But uh, I know a lot of awesome people. And you brought up something about local being the um, maybe a stepping stone to the national level instructor or whatnot. Uh, but, you know, when you said that, I was like, Meh, I don't know. Right. Because uh, at least with your guys's level of instruction, you know, I've only taken uh, uh, your pistol class, right? Your introductory pistol class. And, you know, uh, not to get you guys all fired up and pumped up, but I don't think I have seen very much uh, from national level instructors. Not that it was bad because it was great, but your uh, your one day is pretty all encompassing with the with the proper skills, at least in my humble opinion. Right. So what do you think is the difference between you 
and other, uh, maybe not in your area, but other local instructors who maybe only have the NRA instructor card? That's a tough question, man. I'm going to throw That's that on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, dude, give, give it out, man, because you know what? I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you guys. Dude, your, your, guys' your guys' intro class is national level. I don't care. Somebody want to charge me, you know, somebody want to challenge me on that, bring it. So this guy came out to a handgun one class. It's uh, a, um, we, we call it an intermediate level class. There's no prereq to that class. Um, and But what's good about having multiple instructors on the line is you can you, you can have a, a more veteran shooter on the line along with someone who's taking their first pistol class and both get value out of that class because you're able to push an individual shooter rather than having a line of 15 or 20 just do reps on something and kind of standing back and making sure nobody shoots anybody. Um, but I, I'll take that question that you said uh, introspectively. I'll just go, um, if I were to say what's different between us and someone else, is uh, our level of commitment to uh, personal training and making sure that our skill level uh, continues to grow uh, day in day in and day out. Um, as anybody, as I would hope anybody who's ever gotten a cert from the NRA or who whoever else you decide to get certified through, that they understand and they see that as a um, called a first steps program mm. into the world of instruction. Right. This is a hey, I've, I've done the paperwork. I've jumped through the hoop that people are going to look through. Now it's time for me to actually show you why I deserve to be listened to. Um, and that's where you start taking your classes and start, you know, you, you never want to get. And, there, and there's you don't have to be a local instructor to have a, the wrong mindset, but you never want to be the OK. I've got that hanging on my wall now. So listen to me. Right. I've got the uh, the NRA curriculum right here. I teach NRA you know, classes and this is what I do. Um, so honestly, we got our NRA search and we have yet to teach an NRA backed course. Um, uh, whenever I, <laughs> I'm the president of that fan club. <laughs> so when I, you know, like our, our curriculum uh, is painstakingly put together. Um, I locked when I first set up my, my very first outline for my class, I had to lock myself away in a room and I was like, I got to get this done. Or I'll never get it done. I locked myself away uh, for about four hours uh, at a time. And I would get like the first block done, how I want to get it done. Um, take a break, you know, let my uh, brain relax for a minute, come back and I do a little bit more. Um, like I was actually, you know, counting rounds, like, cause I didn't want people to go over. I was going to tell them to do this. I want to be able to get the work in with a certain amount of rounds. We can go over that if you brought more. But um, being local and being a single day, uh, people don't have a lot of money to spend, which means they don't have a lot of money to spend on ammo either. So you want to get the most, uh, I'm going to use a um, most bang for your buck. That mm -hmm. is unintended. Um, so you know, we pride ourselves on to be able to get a lot of work done with a low round count uh, for, you know, in perspective most of the classes um and our if you've been to one of our if you've been to more than one of our classes you can attest to and uh you will comment in this youtube video below that uh every class is the same yet every class is different there is no two classes alike depending on the shooters that show up and how we have grown our curriculum from i mean one week to the next week you know um we we don't stalemate it we have a we have a baseline outline, but it 
it we're our goal and our job as as teachers is to go beyond that um may want to try to stay on track um as you know uh after you do it for a while uh the, the outline kind of in the back of your head and you know the training objectives and the goals that you want to hit uh by a certain time period you know, what you want to hit before lunch how people are doing how to gauge how people are doing um and go that route so it just kind of starts flowing the more you do it and then as you can flow that um it makes it that much easier to add stuff in and grow your curriculum to make it better and more um personable for the people that show up that day with their particular issues um so i would say that we are more committed to growth as instructors than a lot of the other uh, local instructors i don't know that but I, I'm not going to project onto them. I'm just going to, you know, like I said, in, introspectively look at what my commitment level is and always be pushing for the next day to be better than, than I want tomorrow's class to be better than today's class. And I want you to yeah. say that if you come to both of them. Awesome. I, I would add to that too. Like I've taken an NRA class and like, dude, we do a lot more practical shit than NRA stuff, you know, where we're NRA, like the NRA classes are teaching like, breathing control and all that stuff you know like holy shit i gotta do i gotta like watch my breathing to shoot a fucking pistol like no we we don't teach any of that kind of yeah. stuff so it, it's we teach a lot more practical shooting yeah i i would agree with that here's the other observation that i have um in in knowing you too is that the reason why i think you guys keep on getting better and keep on improving uh, your own skills, ergo your curriculum and what you teach students is because you all have a very healthy rivalry on stuff. You know, uh, you know, I mean, you don't have to be a genius to pick up on that on in class. Um, you know, when I when I was there, uh, when you guys came to my class, you didn't have to be a genius to pick up on that. Uh, we won't talk about who did better on the stage or not, but I think that was a monumental moment for somebody up in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. But <laughs> but um, that's important. Right. I mean, I have a very uh, close knit uh, uh, circle of people that I have uh, pushing me. Right. To make sure if I'm full of shit or not um, and seeing what they can do and uh, that um, that are better than me in certain in, in a lot of aspects, actually. You know, whenever I think I'm doing something good, you know, I'll call up guys like Les Kiss Martoni and Tim Heron. I'm like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, nah. I'm like, well, let, let's see you do it. Nah, all right. Let's do this. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's good for pushing yourself and getting better. So can we talk a little bit about that, about the dynamic between you two and how you push uh, yourselves to get better? Um, Let's let Nick go first, man. You always go first. Man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think it's good, man. I think competition breeds um, excellence in a way, you know? So, like, when we get together and shoot and stuff, I mean, that's, that's how it is. I mean, we, we push each other the entire day, you know? And, you know, we nitpick at stuff, you know, how we, how we, you know, drew the pistol or, you know, hey, man, you missed because of this. And, I mean, we listen to each other and don't have, there's no, there's no ego involved in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that shit's out of the way. And so, 
you know, that that rivalry that, that you talked about is is a healthy one. You know what I mean? So Yep. Yep. Aaron. Oh, I can talk. Okay, I'll talk now. Yeah, um, man, I had to, I had to let the oh, come on, man. <laughs> you gotta kinda cut me off. I get really long winded. Um <laughs> passion, right? Yeah. Um I would say professionally that we balance each other well. Uh, if you were going to ask me that same question, I would say we balance each other well. Um, we both know our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, now, off the line, it really it, it goes exactly like that. Uh, we'll call each other out uh, good-naturedly because we've got a solution or a, or a tip behind that. We're not just you know, backbiting. It is, ah, you messed that one up. And then we talk about you know, why we messed that up, you know, but we are, we naturally, um, I, I'm going to throw Nick a, a bone here. It says, you know, you've got to shoot with people that are better you to get better. So I shoot with Nick all the time. That's how I get better. Right. Um, so like for me personally, Nick pushes me, uh, when we get, you know, get out there. Um, but we both, like I said, we both have strengths and weaknesses, especially, uh, in front of the class. And I think that's important too, is knowing, um, how to how to work with each other how to work off of each other uh on the line yeah. and, and with the line you know um sure. there were moments that i i started getting long-winded and nick would just kind of like step up and start talking um and there was, <laughs> you know, there, and there are times where nick is searching for the words and i'll find them for him it happens um, it happens it, it sure. happen. you know I mean? and that that honestly is why i think um for us anyway the 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 team set that we've got uh, work so well. Uh, one, there, there's no ego. There's neither one of us have anything to prove uh, to one another on the line or off the line. I don't, I don't know where that comes from with certain people, but uh, you shoot something better than me, you shot something better than me. It's, it's binary at that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get on the line, and you're, you both have a common goal. Uh, our, our goal is to put on the best class that we possibly could that day for the shooters that are there. And help them uh, break through some of their thresholds that they've, you know, either placed for themselves or didn't know that they could go beyond. Um, and over over time, I think it just it's hard to talk about because it's it's come so natural. I think to us um, that it it just we know it works. Um, I couldn't tell you how it works other than the fact that we, you know, that's just how it works. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's let, let's talk about that. Right. Because uh, we were talking offline before we got on here about, um, you know, you guys do, you know, you do a level one and a level two pistol and carbine. Um, do you guys offer a shotgun and long range and stuff like that? No. Nah, so it's you, you concentrate on pistol and carbine for the most part. Right. Well, we have a we have a mid range class. You do have a mid range class. Right. OK. Yeah. OK. So, but like on, on your level one classes, there's no prerequisites. You don't know what you're getting. Um, how have you developed the skill to make people better? Because there's a gambit of things where people can be, well, fucked up. Yeah. Right? It's- how have you guys developed a skill to make people better? Specifically, specifically, if you guys can be. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I think I think changing things on the fly, you know, like our first couple of drills kind of, you know, allows us to see where that person is at or where everyone is at on the line. And uh, I don't know about Aaron. I'm sure he does the same thing I do. But I start like taking note in my mind 
of, uh, of where people are at and what they could, you know, use a little help with. So that's what I do anyway. Um, for me, it, it, it sounds deep, but it's, it's really not like I've been there. Right? I think the biggest thing about uh, getting on the line with shooters um, and getting them to get better is connecting with them. Right. Not just as someone standing in front of them. Like, like I've been there. Um, there are people out there that shooting comes natural to them. Uh, for me, it's always been a work. I'm always working. I'm always dry firing. I'm always training on the, on the line, taking classes. Uh, it's hard work for me to stay where I'm at and continue moving forward. And so I know the struggles. I know mm-hmm. what it feels like to be that guy on the line. Right. Um, And I think that allows me to connect on that level with certain shooters, um, because a lot of times whenever things are all, you know, all kind of messed up um, more times than not. um, The lack of skill is there, but they're so far into their head that unless you know how to pull them out, calm them down and do one thing at a time they're never going to take anything home that day. And I've been that guy. I've been that shooter. I've been on the line with other shooters like that. And so I know, like, I feel like I, I can feel what you're feeling. I hate, I hate that stress. I hate that frustration you feel, but you've got you've got to separate from that. And this is how we're going to do that. And this is how we're going to get better. One step at a time, right? You don't worry about what you can't do right now. You worry about what you can do. We're going to get better at that. And as that becomes easier to you, then we can start stacking those layers in there of things that you want to get better at um, okay. and, and bring that together. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's define better. Right. And, okay. and what you get, let me, let me throw a scenario at the both of you and, and answer individually. Right. So you're at your, you know, you're at your level one class and a guy out there, uh, let's say, say he's carrying appendix, right. And he's absolutely safe. Right methodical uh the dude knows what he's doing as far as safety but my man's got a three second draw okay uh i i would try to give him maybe some one-on-one and and we actually do do a lot of one-on-one stuff and a lot of our aars that's what a lot of people um that comes out a lot people always are like you know we love that that we get one-on-one time um and that was also a thing that I liked about your class, Scott. You had a lot of one-on-one stuff when we did, you know, draws, stuff like that. And you, and you kind of went through like, hey, man, this is where you could speed it up. But I, I, I would do kind of what you did. I would say, hey, man, you know, try to figure out where he could speed up, where, um, where the wasted energy is going. Try mm-hmm. to, you know, smooth him out a little bit. Okay. Aaron? Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to use a word that I learned in a uh, modern seminar project class. Frenetic. We look, we talk about how we learned a new word in the modern se- seminar project. <laughs> Frenetic energy, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, honestly, you know, one of the first things we do is if if he's safe and he's got a three second draw, um, until we get to that portion of the class. We let him be safe, and we analyze up until that point, you know, what it is. That way, when we actually get to the, like, hey, we'll cover the draw stroke now, or we're going to talk about working from concealed, 
and then we can actually stop. We can talk about, and sometimes we will talk about things because some people, again, you dealing with people. Some people are more approachable than others. Some people learn better third party, um, so it's easier to talk to them directly via talking to the group directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm addressing this one issue, and this is really you. But hey, I'm not going to call you out right now. Because, you know, certain people feel a certain way. Um, egos are sometimes in, involved. And I'm not there to burst anybody's bubbles uh, until it's time for that. Um, but, um, you know, that first part of the day, I want you to be safe. And I don't mind you being slow because that allows me to make sure consistently that you're going to be safe. That way, when we start talking about smoothing out those rough edges, finding where the wasted movement is, um and start starting to find that uh speed through efficiency uh we we work on that and then we talk talking about hand speed um and and going from there you know you may be doing something completely jacked up with one hand uh to, you know your reaction hand maybe you're know, moving independently from your uh shooting hand um but being able to see that happen Throughout the course of the morning, before we actually get to that, I try to jump the gun on people and be like, hey, you could be doing this better. I try to you know, walk, walk through the class, let them do what they're going to do as long as they're doing it safely. Um, because every moment that they're doing something, I'm gaining data, right? Yeah. I'm seeing what they're doing. And like I'm formulating how I'm going to word what I want to say to them before I get to them rather than like, okay, now you go, you know, and then and going from there. I, by the time, it's time to get to that. I usually have a solution uh, that I, I feel would work for that shooter, um, and we go from there. Okay. Yeah. So, so your guys' classes is 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 um, it is aimed at the at the civilian, the CCW holder. It is it is geared towards self defense, right? Where I have chosen, like in my class, like guys, this is just about core competencies. We're not talking about tactics, whatever, but shooting is shooting, right? But you guys specifically are more about the responsibly armed citizen. Um, so that said, I mean, who cares if the dude has a three-second draw? Why does that matter? I think it'd be better to have a faster one. It would be, but why? Who gives a shit? Why do you, why do you guys give a shit? Right. Um, I want you to, well, for one... You come to my, and I'm going to address this really quick because uh, in years past we've got. Um, I just want to I want to address this. We are civilian shooters. We have no LE or military background. We are simply concealed carriers who have a mindset that hey, I want to be as good as I can be in that moment uh, in case that happens. Because people talk about carrying for the one percent. Um, and we and we talk about having the proper mindset and, and how that grows and, and what, how the uh, definition of that changes from person to person. But you know the, the core, the core goals of that. Um, but I always make sure at the beginning of the class, during the class, and after the class that people know that we are building this mindset and skills based on performance. Right? Uh, I'm not going to tell somebody how to breach a door. I'm not going to tell somebody how to clear a room. Uh, the proper tactics to take somebody down. Um, we are there to get you as efficient as possible because used to, I would get really, really, really long-winded in my mindset speeches. And one of the great things about having a teammate like Nick is he will shut me up 
Uh, ever I'm so in the gently, background, like, no. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we want to have performance? Why do we want to have a faster draw? And we talk about why would you want to have a faster draw, right? Um, well, I mean, and, and I'll take it to a couple different places. Well, I mean, if you're on a competition stage, right, speed is of the essence. You're, you're working on times and hits. Um, if you're a concealed carrier or I mean, we do have military and law enforcement that come out to our classes, and we're very humbled by uh, the repeat business that we get from uh, our LE friends. Um, you know, and those guys, it, it's, it's even more so uh, important that they do things efficiently uh, because I talk about how in that moment, you know, as a civilian, we, we've never been shot at. Uh, for the mo most part, no one that I've ever talked to has been shot at. We don't know what's going to happen in that moment. But we know that there's going to be a crap load of data going through your brain, having to be processed, trying to figure out, can I shoot now? Uh, what's going to happen to the round after it passes through? Do I have the uh, skill level to be as accurate as I need to be, not to hurt anyone else, um, and to take my family to safety afterwards? So with all of that going on, that adds time to your draw stroke. That adds time to your performance level. So why do we want to be as fast as possible on the draw safely and get the gut? Because it gives us time for all that other stuff we will be thinking about in that particular moment that we have to decide whether or not, one, we have a legal justified um, reason to use lethal force against somebody, right? We have to be able to articulate that in a court of law. So you know, you've got if you don't practice the efficiency part on one side, you're going to go into vapor lock. And you may go into vapor lock anyway. Uh, how long you stay there, I don't know. But all of that adds time to that three-second draw. Um, mm. And so if, if you're already at three-second draw, what happens when you have to decide whether or not, hey, can I actually – am I actually legally allowed to pull my gun out right mm -hmm. now and put this person – uh, without you know you know facing charges, or I can I actually shoot this person? Do they actually pose an imminent threat to me at this particular moment? That will feel like I would from talking to people who have been in issues, which is like military and law enforcement. You know that little split second that they had felt like an absolute eternity, and they felt like they were like frozen in time. Right? Yeah. This is just this is just coming from information from people who have actually been there, done that. Um, that I use as a um, point. We talked about we want to have the uh, the performance on auto drive if we can get it there, yeah. right? Um, and so, why do you want the fastest possible draw? Uh, because I mean, let's let's talk about it. And it's, if you watch videos back from South Defense shootings, uh, LA shootings, it's not always about the one second draw. Mm -mm. It's not. It's about it's about the time, um, but there are times where it may be. And so, if I'm going to train to be as good as I can be, um, people talk about in a, in a lot of different subjects. You have to find your why, right? Why are you why Why did you come to the class today? Why do you want a faster than a three second draw? Who are you Who are you holstering up for every day? Right. Uh, it's not always convenient to, you know, put a holster on, put a gun on and actually practice enough and take classes enough to be proficient with that at any given moment. Right. Um, so what is your why? 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 You're only going to be as good as your why. So if your why is good enough, you're going to find a way um, 
to make the time to get to classes, find the money to get to classes, find the time to you know, carve out. I, I get up at 5 a.m. and or 5.15 when I finally roll out of bed and I, I drive fire in the morning before my kids get, get up in the morning because after they get up, it is like full-on toddler time until time for me to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it because of them. I'm going to be out one day with them if I ever need to use my farm in a certain situation. And I have a responsibility to them to make it out of that so I can continue to provide for them and their mother, uh, go back to work the next day or whenever the court case is over and you know continue to provide a life for them. Because if I fail on my job, what happens to them? I'm not here anymore. Um, so why do why would I want somebody to have a faster than three second draw? Um, because it, it buys you time to think of everything else that's going to be running through your head. Awesome. At that yeah, yeah. It, yep. it well said. Time to align sights, get a good grip, the whole nine. So yeah, yep. take, take, I, for me, I, the faster you can get your gun up, and like Nick said, faster you can get your gun up, and like if you have a problem with bobbling your sights. Right. If you if you have a second, if you need time to get your sights aligned properly, uh, you didn't do it. You, you had an inconsistent draw stroke one time or something was happened. Somebody pushed you. Uh, the faster that you can get the gun up, the longer you have to look at the sights in, in that time crunch. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and to anyone who's practiced draw like extensively, like trying to get better at draw. I, for me, I feel like. Dude, like when I have a draw that's over a second, like that was a fucking eternity. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was I doing during that time? You know, like whether it's from fucking concealment or, you know, like a safari land holster, like it should not take more than a second. And, and it's not a circus trick. It's just the fact that like if you skin the thing faster, you have more time to do other shit that's more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody um, associates you know, uh, a fast draw into shots with splits. It's not, man. Like, on the two-second build drill from concealment, that's part of my standards, I'm like, look, y'all, you get that gun out in .9, you could do two five splits all day long, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and then they go, that's two not five. unattainable. Yeah, and they'd be like, two five splits. What, what kind of black magic is that? And I'm like, I, I, I need to disengage. I need to disengage. <laughs> Well, or the other thing of like, well, you know, a fast draw isn't always important in every situation. Roger that. Got it. Sometimes you have to, and I can never say this word. What is it? A, a serendipitous draw? What is that? What's that word? Y'all know what I'm talking about, dude? It's like, you know, like the active self-protection video where the Brazilian cop sees a dude sitting, and he goes behind the uh, the aisle pulls out his gun and then goes to work. That's a serendipitous draw, whatever that fucking word is. My bad. Is that what it is? Right? Whatever that word is, right? It's like, well, bro, if if you got But yeah. What's that? What's that? Well, I don't know how it fits with the draw stroke, but that is the word I think you're looking for. Yeah, it is the word. Yeah. We're like, well, you know, I mean, you don't want to like stand and deliver and draw right there. You want to get behind. Like, no, no, I got it. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But dude, if you're... Let, instead of using that long S word, let's use the word careful and concealed draw, right, uh, from cover or whatnot. It's like, bro, if yours is three second out here in the open and then you decide you need to do a more careful draw, how long is that shit going to take? Yeah. Right. But if I'm if, walking. What if he makes you at second four? 
Yeah, because you're moving so slow, like a sloth around an aisle. You know, it's like, what's that do? What's that blob doing around the bread behind me over here? Right. Yeah. Right. But if I can rock a point nine, right, or point eight five to a point nine nine on demand, a slow, careful draw for me is one point one one point two. And ladies and gentlemen, there is very few things in life that you cannot accomplish with a one 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 two draw. Mm-hmm. Right. You are the one percent of the one percent out there you know uh i'm sure people will disagree with me but it is it is what it is right because there's a thing as skill degradation under stress bottom line right because your three second draw out here in the be- in the beautiful north kakalaki sun right <laughs> shooting at this seven yard target right in front of you with two amazing gentlemen trying to teach you how to get better and their and their uh, southern draws you know, when you're under stress, shit's going to go downhill real quick, right? Yeah. And, your, and your three seconds just turned into four seconds, if not a drop gun. Uh, yeah, drop gun. <laughs> yeah. Right? So people often ask me, like, hey, you know, what do I need to do before I come to one of your classes? And I'm like, pay. But... <laughs> That's always a good thing, right? But, uh, you know, I, I I teach Red Dog classes in AIWB. You know, it's not really a beginner level type of uh, type of course where you guys are teaching that. What should people do to prepare themselves before they come to one of your classes? Uh, I think um, get good gear, good holster, ammo. Let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. So let's talk. So good gear, right? We'll start off with a holster. Because we've seen a lot of really bad gear. Y'all, I've seen pictures. I think y'all have sent me some pictures, man. Dude, it was rough. We had one uh, (laughs) a couple months ago that had like small of the back carry. And he was like drawing, but like, dude, it, it was super sketchy. I was like, hey, man, I actually asked him. I was like, hey, when you draw and come around your back, like ride your thumb around your your belt like actually touch your your belt with your thumb just so like you know you're not sweeping the person next to you is he that that was super sketchy so i i would say good gear um decent ammo and and a good gun and uh i think you'll be good to go for our class so so aaron before before you get on this right and, and i'm not calling out nick here on the good ammo shit right because I'm not going to disagree with him. Define good ammo, Nick. Uh, Wolf. Wolf has worked great for me. Uh, Tula. Tula has worked great for me. Uh, yeah. Dude, y'all were in, my, you were in that North Kakalaki class, right? Yeah. Where I tried to do good ammo versus bad ammo. And I did a walk back to 25 and it was the same goal. I'm like, I don't know what they did here. Um, but this zinc stuff is legit. <laughs> Yeah, man, can, dude, Tula and Wolf pistol rounds for me have shot lights out. And I mean, I might catch flack for saying it, but I really don't give a fuck because that, that's my experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Within, within what distance, generally speaking, though? I mean, you've shot with me. Uh, we've, we've gone out to 300 yards with pistols on like 10-inch plates. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you poor people, you shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I 
I, I did have some uh, steel case that I forgot I actually had uh, that I shot the other day, and I ended up with like uh, seven hard primers in a box where everything else that day ran. Um, but it, it was not Tula or Wolf, right? So, I mean, there's that. Uh, the only thing I've seen... Steel case that wasn't... What was that, like that Turkish shit? What was that? Well, it, who knows what it is down the line, but it's a Monarch. It's from uh, Academy Sports. It's like... Oh, okay. Okay. Right? okay yeah. The only thing I've seen out of um, ammo is like some of the aluminum case stuff in cold weather um, will start splitting. Yeah, um, you see on the aluminum stuff is, is not up to snuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you actually, I've actually had people on the line. Uh, I was like, "Wait a minute! I gotta make sure you didn't have a squib just then." But it was, you know, it made it out of the barrel, but like the the casing actually split. It's like, yeah, puff. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute! Just yeah, let's look at this real quick. Um, that one but, stuff, like they used to sell at Dicks, and Dicks don't sell shit anymore. But it was, uh, it was a uh, ten ring, ten ring ammo, right? And I was like, this was like long time ago, maybe like six, seven years ago. And I was like, what do y'all got? It's like, oh, we got this cheap stuff. It's like 300 rounds for 50 bucks. Right. I'm like, boom. <laughs> boom. I'm I'm shooting an M&P right now. Accuracy don't matter. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Right? And it was like, I was shooting with my buddy, right? And we brought it out to 25 yards. And uh, he goes, dude, I ain't going to lie, man. I think I saw that round go down range. <laughs> like, you can tell you buy some of that stuff. And it's like, you got to be able to cloud of smoke around your gun whenever it goes off. Oh, yeah. Turkish, you know, warehouse a decade and, and i had this conversation with john johnston you know for those of you who don't know john johnston ballistic radio out there um you know after one of my classes i was like dude that tula shit man you know it might be spicy the primers might be hard but accuracy wise mm -hmm. dude, i can't i can't hate on it anymore man and you know what it's gonna make everybody else try harder another reason not to buy winchester white box that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. That's all. Everyone, all right. Dude, everyone's like, but Nick, why do you call it Russian match ammo? Because <laughs> hey, it fucking shoots. That's right. You should see what it does out of my scar. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. So, all right. So we're about 43 minutes in right now. Okay. Um, I try and keep these down to an hour. Uh, we're going to get to, since they're both of you are going to go into it a little bit early. This is the get it off my chest segment all right so this segment is anything about the industry teaching uh hosting like you guys do uh students whatever what can people what do they need to stop doing to get better or what do they need to start doing to get better right no restraints on you guys go ahead who's first uh, dude, that's up to y'all, man. All right, I'll go first. Uh, it really gripes my ass when when people think that just because I'm shooting, I have to be shooting like someone is trying to fucking kill me. Like, 
please stop. Like, there can, you can just shoot just to try to get better at just shooting. It doesn't have to be like a self-defense freaking combat situation. It's just ridiculous. And uh, the one that brought that up. I forgot. I try. I probably tried to put it out of my mind. No, come on. I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. I'm gonna feed him real quick. So Nick was just doing a performance drill on a plate rack with. He was doing freestyle, strong hand transfer, reaction oh, yeah. hand. Right. That was it. Just yeah. a performance drill. Oh God. He was like, yeah, but if your support hand was down, you would never transfer your gun to your support hand in that fashion. And I was like, I don't think we're even on the same chapter, bro. Mm. Like, mm. what are we even talking about? It's obviously not like a self-defense type drill, man. Like, I'm just working like mechanics here <laughs> on, a, but, on a plate rack. Mm. That's, that's why... High-level athletes, like, say, NFL players, they never do anything without all of their fucking pads on. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to have Tim Heron on there about the uh, uh, later on about the uh, separation and breakdown of individual skills. He's got a great example. I should probably bring it up right now, but speed and accuracy, right? One leg, when it's like, think, think about walking. Right? I'm going to do this with my fingers. It's like stupid, but remember the old Yellow Pages ads and shit, right? One leg is speed. One leg is accuracy. One leg is speed. One leg is accuracy. But together, I'm walking and moving quickly, right? When you don't do, when you don't work on performance and you do speed and accuracy, you do this. Yeah. Your little fucking bunny yeah. rabbit going slow as shit. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, I was talking to this about Matt Little. Um, you know, Matt is a uh, I, can't, I can't say it. he is in the le- largest metropolitan police department in the state of Illinois. <laughs> Guess which one that is. Right. <laughs> he's a SWAT. He's a he, he's a SWAT team leader and instructor and stuff like that. We were talking about football and everything. Right. Could you imagine being like playing football and like being a lineman saying, hey, coach, I'm working on my shiver and he goes go in the corner do it ten thousand times slowly and smoothly and it'll eventually come (laughs) bro season's only so long man it's only so long (laughs) (laughs) no he said look look dude you need to get underneath the ribs and lift that guy off his ass right and you're like oh thanks coach oh shit that worked mechanical advantages mechanical advantages bro but you would never transfer your support hand yeah man you know it has to be it has to be a balance literally right scott what's that there are things in the industry that aren't meant to be taken seriously like or literally that's the problem we're taking we're taking things literally and talking about them and they're like, that's not how it works. That's not what we're, we were talking about it, but that's, we're not supposed to take that saying literally the slow line. Hmm. Slow is yeah. slow and smooth is. I'm going to right now. He's right there on the edge. I'm just poking the bear. This is going to be good. Last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the funny thing about it is it doesn't bother me anymore. Cause when you like, have friends like Jose, the great Jose Gordon, right? That kind of puts everything in 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 uh, in uh, 
the proper, you know, uh, frame of reference and stuff. And and then you hear somebody say that, you know, you're just kind of like, all right, dude. I like you, you wind up and, and you feel bad, like you wind up not caring any anymore. Right. But then you see a dude out there with prominence. Right. Or uh, Internet influence saying the same dumb shit like, oh, well. I got a two-second draw. According to the internet, that's slow. Yeah, motherfucker, that's slow. <laughs> yes, it is slow. And it's Shut damn eternity. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, come oh, on, man. It's not like we're. It's not like we're pulling massive weight here. You know, it's not like we got somebody else in cotton pajamas, slapping our hands, and he's going to try and rip your arm off or choke you out. We're shooting guns, right? And in the practice of the guns, it ain't that hard, right? So stop making excuses because you can't wait to get to your malt liquor and your pasta and butter and get better. Dude, I I would also point out to the people that say that, like, I live right next to Fort Bragg, so I'm fortunate mm-hmm. enough to, to get to shoot with a lot of unit dudes, third group sure. guys. Yeah. Dude, those guys, when we go out and shoot, they do the same shit that I do. They do, like, performance-type stuff. Because they're, they're shooting. For, yep. They need to earn their job every single day, dude. Right? Yeah. So for all the other ones, it's like, oh, you know, uh, you know, and again, I know, you know, I know my fair amount of Knuckle Dragon face shooters, right? Uh Here's an interesting thing, right? And I don't think this is top secret. Otherwise, they would have told me and shit, right? Uh, my buddy Kevin, uh, who when he's Conus, he shoots uh, 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 what's his Tilly's match, right? Um, third group dudes in Adonis and stuff like that. Master class in carry optics and open, right? Dude, at Bagram, they have a monthly USPSA match. Holy shit. He's not in Bagram. He's at another. Yeah, he's at another FOB. Those guys fly in to shoot the match. That's how important, right? Getting better and pushing yourself amongst your peers is with a metric. Mm-hmm. With a metric, right? Um, and guess what? They're not in full kit, man. He shoots his open gun. Literally, dude. He he. Took his uh, uh, Akai gun and brought it to Afghanistan. <laughs> and he shoots it at a match on Bagram. All right. That is the classiest uh, combat pistol I've ever heard of. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> Burn some fools down with nine major. I'll tell you what. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, this is supposed to be your guys' rant, not mine. But we were poking the bear on that one. You were, pe- you were, poking, the, you were poking the bear on that, man. But, uh, Glad to be poked. Oh, raising. Anyway, Aaron, what you got, brother? You got this. What you got? What are we talking about? Uh, get it off your chest, bro. <laughs> Anything you want. Um, if there was one thing that I could say to people in a way that they would actually receive it and not be these people, um, which won't happen because they're these people typically, is dude, seriously, when someone says to come to a class with an open mind. Come to a class with open mind because I mean you're you're hurting like there are people out there <clears throat> and we've all seen them um, and, and I don't mind 
being, and I always say, I don't mind being tested. Nick doesn't mind being tested um, or called out on the line or, you know, a, a good nature and competition. Um, but the people, and it's been, honestly, for us, it's been uh, few and far between, but the people that come to a class because they're, they're, they're ready to, uh, you know, uh, whoop up on the instructor. It's like their entire goal for going to that class was they're paying me money to try to make me look bad, which. Or teach a class for you. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had that too. Sure. And, well, they come out to a class and then and not want to do what you're wanting them to do in that class. Well, I came out here to do this. I mean, it's your money between you to my class, right? And and it's not just your you and your behavior. Uh, you ruin it for everybody else on the line because then we've got to either deal with your mess or they've got to deal with your mess on the line beside you the entire day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, I mean, they may be having a bad time. And so I mean, if you're treating an instructor a certain way, the chances of you treating your fellow shooters a certain way is the likelihood is pretty freaking high, right? Well, you're ruining their class. They spent hard money come out there and you're a distraction, right? Um, so, I mean, if you're there just to try to show off, one, pro tip, nobody cares. You're yeah. not getting struck at the end of the day. Um, the, no one else on the line is going to come pat you on the back and be like, hey, I'd like the way you shot today, I couldn't believe you. It, it, nobody cares. No, they want. They're there to learn, yep. right? We're there to share what we know willingly, uh, because we've seen people be helped. Uh, we see the light bulbs go on, and that's what we're passionate about. We're passionate about helping those people. Um, I don't need your money that bad. You can uh, meet me on a range, bring a video camera. You want to embarrass me another day? Embarrass me another day if you want to, but don't do it. In, you know, with other students because they're trying to learn. They're there to learn that day. Um, and and you're not just ruining it for uh, yourself and, and the things that you might could have gotten out of that day. There have been shooters on the line uh, that are that shot better than me that day. Uh, I mean, I've got no problem saying that. But they come up to me after the class, and, and I'm so humbled when they do because I can see their skill level. I can see their potential. Um, and where I wasn't really on my game that day, or didn't feel like I was on my game that day, they'd come up to me after the class and be like, man, I was able to do this because you told me this, and I was able to take that. I had no idea, but you saw that. So it doesn't matter what the skill level is. If you're willing to learn and willing to be subjected to your peers, you know, helping, you can get better, right? And we're all out there to get better. Um, you've come to one of our classes, yeah. right? Um, I mean, and I mean that's, yeah. if that didn't say anything, it was it was humbling, and I appreciate you actually taking time to actually talk about red dots for a moment. Yeah. Um, that's humbling. Um, yeah, and like I said, it's it's very few and far between because most people that are that arrogant don't want to give you their money to begin with, um, and that's fine. Uh, that's an empty spot for somebody who actually wants to get better. Um, but every once in a while, you run across that, and they're like, "Well, I'm not doing that." I mean, all right, man, you, you, you spent the money, but this is why you spent the money. If you don't want to do this, that's that's on you, but this is how the class runs, you know. Um, and, and so they – I feel – honestly, I feel bad for them because they're hurting their own potential because they're locked into their own way of doing things. 
Um, and they, they've they actually set a glass ceiling for themselves. Sure. If you come, if you come out there, like in that in that mode, you set a glass ceiling for yourself, and there's no way you're going to break through it. Yep. There's no way. You're happy with what, what you've got. You don't want feedback, and, and you're never going to get to that next level. Um, but like I said, it's very few and far between. The majority of people come out there, they're there to take any feedback they can. Even as my new, There's a guy that signed up for a, a hangout one class tonight, and I kind of looked at him. I was like, guy who's been he's been to our he's been to our hang on one class hang on two class he's been to the uh mdfi the gun class that we teach and then like another hang on two class he's like yeah i'm coming out to the hang on one class because he sees value right and that's like it's a good time i i I will tell you back i i look at i look back at that class with you guys and i look back at that video that i made of the class back on youtube that was a good time, guys. That, that 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 was a that was a good time, and and I and I fully under I fully appreciate why that guy wants to come back. Um, getting back to the open mind, right? Um, I I would tell people right that look, you've already spent the money. Whether or not you agree with the methodology, as long as it's safe, right? Side note, I've been to a class. Right where I was invited to, not going to mention names or anything like that, but there was a drill, and I just and I said respectfully, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, because I did not think it was safe. Right. Yeah. That's not about having an open mind or not. That is about having. Look, I've known enough. I don't trust the environment or whatever, and I'm just going to go ahead and sit this one out. With all due respect, sir. Is that okay? Yep, that's okay. Cool, right? But yeah. as long as There's it's no safe, feelings, right? There's no hard feelings with that. That is that's your conscience you've got to deal with, and yep. that's not even what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, we encourage you, if you feel unsafe at any point in our class, we want to know about it. We want to explain what's going on. Hope maybe you've got a, a miscued uh, view on things, or maybe we didn't explain it good enough. But I want to know. Um, but what we say to people who, you know, if, if I can't ever give you a why behind what I what I tell you to do, right. I give you money. And that's and that's and that's well, that's my next point on it. Right. Yep. If you feel that a, a technique or a methodology is. Uh, I'm trying my hardest in my, as I get older, not to say wrong. Right. Because there's fools killing fools with high points out there. So if that ain't wrong, what is? I'm trying to use inefficient. Right. right? And if I feel a certain uh, technique or methodology is less efficient than what I'm currently utilizing right now, I'm still going to do it. Because I want to define to myself why that's efficient. Right. I may be able to, to articulate why I think mine may be more efficient, faster, superior. But if I can't articulate why yours is not as efficient, then maybe I don't know what I'm talking about yet. And the only way you're going to do that, reps, understanding the methodology and getting those reps in. Then you take it in and throw it away if you want to. Right? Um, So that's why you want to have an open mind when you go into an instructor's class. You may try something, man. I'll give you a classic example with me. 
when I teach single hand only shooting, right, whether it's strong hand or weak hand, right, uh, I like to stress two methods, bent thumb, right, and that's what's providing pressure against the uh, path of least resistance, or stretch thumb because that involves pinky pressure, keeping the muzzle flat. I hate delta thumb. Right, the thumb up here, way up here, right? And then I was in Oklahoma, and there was a guy there, and my man was five four, five five, right? And he goes, I actually like the delta thumb, right? I'm like, okay, can you articulate why? He's like, yes, sir, because your my delta thumb is the exact same height on the frame in the slide as your bed thumb. Because my bent thumb is almost down by the bottom of the trigger guard because my hands are so small. Like, boom, boom, love it, love it. Can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. And in that instance, as an instructor, I just learned. So now in my class, I teach bent thumb, stretch thumb, and delta thumb, but give that methodology to it. And I tell them, I don't like delta, man, because my big ass thumb... I got, I got a uh, 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 frame dot and this big ass digit that, that separates me. Away, bro. Yeah, separates me from the animals, though. Uh, <laughs> bro, chimpanzees have thumbs. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> so did, so did we complete? So you saying just having just have an open mind? Is it, it, was that the uh, was that the whole thing of it? Come in, do the work. I think so. Um, you learn more. Uh, when you do that, um, you know, we always want to make sure that <clears throat> everyone gets something out of the class, uh, and we will do everything within our power to make sure that everyone there takes something home. Um, we can't enter a closed mind. I don't care how I say it. I don't care what I say. I don't care how I demonstrate it. I don't care who I, I don't care how I tell you who I got it from and how great they are. You've got a closed mind. It's not going to get in there, and you're not going to you're not going to care. Um, so, and, and you've lost. You know, um, too much so, ego. Too much ego in the way. Well, it's, and it's weird, man. To get passed. I'll, I'll tell you guys a funny story. When I was getting my NRA instructor card, right? Uh, as much of a circus as that was, there was a guy in there, man, and my man had his army hat his army of one shirt that he wore every day. I don't know if he had a whole bunch of them, right? And they were, it was funny, they were they were very adamant in teaching isosceles, right? And they were very adamant about arguing with this gentleman who was weaver to the core, mm. right? And I'm in the back, athletic stancio, <laughs> right? Base and balance. Body works like an X. Uh, I'll just shut up. I'll sit back here. I just need this card and let me get out. That's not, that's not why you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, exactly. And uh, they're arguing back and forth, right? And this guy, dude, he was like, listen, if you don't let me teach Weaver when I'm teaching people, you just let me know and I'll leave right now. Right. And the head instructor, it was a nice, he was a very nice guy. He was actually a very good shooter, right? Uh, he goes, calm down. Again, Weaver 
has history within firearms manipulation, but we have found it to be less efficient than the modern strategies, right? Or the modern methodologies. And he's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Jack Weaver, Colonel Cooper, just beating his chest, right? And then I'm in the back going, hey, bro, you know Jack Weaver's shot like that because he had nerve damage in his left arm, right? <laughs> dude, and he, dude, you could just see like the back of his head turning red. And his head starts shaking and the hair is going on end. And he turns around and looks at me. And I go, yep, still here, dude. Still 280 and 6'3". What you got? And he's like. And rolls. Yeah, he's like, uh. We call the flower here. Bring it. Bring it, right? And he's just like, uh. That is unsubstantiated. I'm like, no, dude. It's like, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if someone came up to me tomorrow and said, look, dude, you are going to do nine splits by standing on your tippy toes, hitting a one by one at 100 yards. I'm like, can you do it? Oh, you can do it. Let me give that shit a try. <laughs> Let me give that a try, man. And you just got to do watching Ben Steger shoot literally, dude, like 18 splits of 25 yard pairs within two and a half, three inch groups. Oh, dude, I was just like, and then so the, st the, the funny story I'll tell everybody, right? And he's like, I'm looking at him, Daddy, as he's doing this. And I'm just looking at him, and he goes, oh, hey, Jedi, you, you think it's because I got this heavy-ass tan folio, right? And I went, no, sir. And he goes, well, let me see your plastic gun. So he takes my 34 and goes, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, shit. I shoot your gun better than I shoot my gun. I'm like, Ben, come on, man. I do that to people. You can't do that to me, man. <laughs> but you, you got to break the glass ceilings, and you got to have an open mind to break those glass ceilings, right? So, awesome you stuff, guys. You got to be willing to let go of what you think you know. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the problem. You, you get locked into it. And I think that's one good thing about simply being uh, civilian instructors is that we learn from all over. We, we've learned from all over. We've taken stuff in. We've put stuff out after things were validated or invalidated. We've put stuff in. we put stuff out. Um, and a lot of times, you know, with the people who don't, there's a lot of people that go out there and actually continue learning. But if you've got a background in one thing or one particular area or where you learn to shoot or where, it's hard to let go. Dude, we were literally having a typing war with a well-known. I'm trying my best to stay as anonymous as possible because I'm trying to be polite. A well-known, been there, done that type dude about magazine on the deck. Um, called mm. not causing malfunctions. Less than with rifles. Less that was less than two years ago. This is like in a current setting current huge following, currently teaching classes, and he's still locked into that. Dude, Ash Hess actually had to, he's like, I'll send him to the new TC. 
he sent me the actually picture the, the uh, of the page and actually highlighted it and circled it and it got shared around for a few days. But it, it it's like that. I mean, you can be a civilian and feel that way because you've learned from your uncle's brother's cousin that was there and you know blah 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 blah, uh, or you you had this particular career and this is what so and so and so and so. If you're not willing to let something go after it's been invalidated, you're never going to get where you want to go. And so you really got to ask yourself, what do you want to do? Yeah, or, or, or break it down. That goes back to getting better. Yeah. You've got to be willing to like take something back out of your curriculum if you're a teacher. Okay, that doesn't work like I thought it did. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, let's think about it. What gets better quick quicker? Uh, techniques and methodologies or kit. I'm going to argue kit gets better first, you know? Uh, and maybe when he was growing up through the ranks, right, with some, maybe he had some shitty GI mags, right? But it wasn't the law of God in physics that said if you decked a magazine, you were going to have a malfunction. Well, guess what? Magpul. I. <laughs> <laughs> Really corrected Chris Costa on Magpul DVDs back yeah. in the day. Yeah. You know, like everybody learns. And like you go to a Chris Costa class, you go to a Costa Lewis class, and you'll talk about like, hey man, I used to watch your Magpul DVDs while I was cleaning my guns. Well, it's like, God, if I can get those days back. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. every, like and he does, uh, Chris Costa does a pretty good brief. Um, and he's he's a comedian. If you listen to anything he ever talks about, he's he's a freaking comedian, awesome, funny dude. Uh, he does this brief. Um, if you, if somebody needs to look this uh, after this YouTube video is over, don't leave. But after this, go look up a, a, a um, mindset brief that he did talking about working with Border Patrol. Oh, uh, I remember that. One. Yeah. Oh, thing that's freaking hilarious. I memorized it. I listened to it so many times. I about memorized it. Um, but he talks about you know none of us. None of us want to be who we are today, tomorrow. Like, the goal is to always be sure. getting the better. And to hear people like that be like, dude, if I can get those days back or. Oh, Bro, we, you know for a fact that Travis Haley would probably pay $5 million to get the whole gross versus uh, fine motor skills part taken out of them videos, <laughs> man. <laughs> but hey, we all grow. We all, we all, we all grow. But that's the thing, man. You've got to have that growth mindset to get. Yep better right yeah. all right dudes so where can people find you man um i want both of you i mean tell me about the solo uh defense uh websites ig and then your own individual stuff where can they find you go nick uh solo defense at gmail.com well, i was uh, gonna say can you talk about your stuff then i'll talk about my stuff oh uh i'm just on instagram uh my handle is spartan nc so. so Nick is an awesome example, right, of a dude you may not have heard of him before. Uh, he may not have a competition uh, classification, which he never mentions, no. mentions uh, that he's a competitive shooter, right? Uh, but the dude will come to class and, and, and burn you down or give it a good college try to get better. Right. So never I've seen range in, in quite a while, like all the time. 
all the time, yeah. which is why we make a great team. I know he's going to – that's a sidebar. That's another reason, backing up, why we make – I know that when I go out on the range and he goes about it, I don't have to have like a 30-minute phone call like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. This is how it's going to run. I know he's worked just as hard as me leading up to this class as I've worked, and we've gone over things. We've, we've fixed some of our inefficiencies. We've talked about and thought through some of the things that we can do better on the, on the range next time to help shooters – I don't have to worry about it. I go on the line, we roll, and and that's it. So I've got I've got a teammate that, that works probably harder than I do a lot of things. Um, so definitely be following Spartan NC on Instagram, and you can also find on the range uh, at our classes. Yep, yep. yep. I appreciate and, and it. Very helpful. Nick, Nick, Nick is a great example. I, so uh, I talked to some of the people in my close uh, circle um, that. Uh, I can tell if you're a good shooter or not from the minute I see you draw. From the minute I see you draw, right? And uh, FYI, if your draw is a shit show, I mean, you, ha you haven't taken the time to work on anything else, man. At least with a pistol. At least with a pistol, you know? And so I remember, you know, when I had come out to your class and uh, Nick and I had not met before, Right. Uh, you introduced him. I was like, cool. And then I saw him draw. I'm like, okay, it's all, <laughs> this is spicy. I, I, I dig it. I, I dig it. Freaking self. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because remember, I asked you if you competed and you go, ah, not really. I'm thinking about it. Right. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, all yeah. right, man, that, that draw was solid, solid work. Right. Um, and let everybody else out in internet land go. If your draw is shit, you need to start working harder. <laughs> anyway. Aaron, where can they find you, brother? All right, so um, Instagram is at Solo Defense. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Solo Defense. Um, our website is solo-defense because I didn't have a, a good website back then um, and have not uh, <clears throat> created a better one, um, and I apologize for our mobile site. Um, <laughs> best way to reach me um, is, uh, is Solo Defense, the number three at gmail.com that's because solo defense was taken um and so you know if you got questions uh email or dm uh generally we may not see a dm i had a a, a dm i responded to from like three weeks ago i don't see if i'm not your friend on instagram i don't see like it doesn't pop in uh so the best way to really reach me is uh the email um and you can see us and find us on the range uh our classes are posted on the website on Facebook and and basically we spend more time on social media because every time we do a poll at a class of hey how did you find out this class is social media mm -hmm. uh, we spend a lot of time marketing on social media uh, to get you the information about the class um, so that's where you're going to see uh, information about classes coming up uh, we post things when we schedule them uh, we do not have a full like year calendar we both do this part-time we both have families full-time jobs uh, but when we get things scheduled, we start pushing those classes, uh, and you know it's going to be an awesome time. We have a our first hanging class of the 2019 season is uh, January 26th. Line's about halfway full now. We've got Jared from Parker Mountain Machine coming down, bringing a bunch of toys to play with too. Um, oh, nice. He loves he loves Nick that much. Um, and he so, can run that X carry thing. Whatever that 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 Frankenstonian fucking that thing is beautiful, dude. 
Yeah. And the hollow sun. Dude, just hurt all the feelings. <laughs> we to try that thing out now. When Nick freaking shakes something out, you're like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll try that out. Dude, I uh, love this hollow sun, 507C. I yeah. love it. I've been telling people, man. Dude, my buddy Will uh, Will Radford out of uh, uh, he's out of the Richmond area. He's been running a seventeen uh, with an atom mount and their Aimpoint clone for about four years now. Oh, wow! For wow. about four years now, man. So, wow. hey, dude, I'm all about it, man. When Callan couldn't break it, and he was like, "Ah," eh? I was like, "Whoa." Right. Hey, that's right. what made me buy it. Yeah, and then and then Nick hasn't broken. And if you don't know, Nick will like break things by touching them. It's a random thing. Don't let him touch things. Dude, like, he, my man will break himself by touching it, man. I remember last time. I was like, bro, you just what'd you do? Oh, I didn't like this arm, so I decided to get rid of it or something. Burn it off. <laughs> burn it off. <laughs> I hair, and so I decided to engulf myself in flames. That's, you know, that's a true I was story. Testing my beard. That's not what that was. I was touching my beard. Just a beard. Dude, I, I, dude, I'm all about it, man. I, I mean, I, you guys didn't. You guys came to day two, but on day one, I always go through my list of red dots, right? And at the time, Hollow Sun did not have a uh, a real MRDS thing. But I like I talk about Vortex, right? And I have and all you know. Full disclosures: I have friends that work at Vortex. Uh, I sat down. Me and Jim Dexter sat down with some of their engineers. They're trying hard. Right. And I want them uh, to succeed at that. Would I trust my life to a Vortex, uh, Vortex Mini Red Dot right now? I would not. I would not. But I know they're trying hard because here's the deal, guys. Who remembers a Trigicon 1 to 6 that was less than $1,800 before Vortex came out with a Razor HD? Uh, I own it. <laughs> my own one <laughs> yeah how about yeah right but they also yep. they come like oh here guys yeah 1400 yep. Yep. yeah here you go i want to say I, I i got it brand new on um optics planet for like 900 bucks uh a vortex or a trigicon the trigicon a one, one to six before yeah. the before before the uh before yeah, the vortex no, 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 that's no. what i'm saying before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When they came out with it, all of a sudden prices went down. And that's not a dig on Trigicon. That's just economics. Yeah. That's just economics. So anybody that can come into the market, whether it be Hollow Sun or hopefully Vortex, and, you know, when they come out with their new offering that can drive those prices down, we as consumers win, you know? Uh, I just want to know, dude, can you take off that Hollow Sun logo with like a sugar pack and some fucking 800 grit? <laughs> I hate those logos, man. That was like the first thing I told Vortex, too. It's like the whole it's like Vortex. a billboard. Look at that, dude. I was like, yeah. just leave that shit off there, please. Nick will probably end up rattle cannon it anyway. That's what it needs. It needs some rattle can on it. Yeah, but then you got to pay cry three hundred dollars for the Cryptek logo and sh you know pattern and shit. Nah, go God's plaid. God's plaid. That's right. Anyway, uh, so anyway, awesome guys. Thank you for coming out, man. Uh, it has been awesome knowing you guys for the uh, three, four years, whatever, how long ever it's been, man. You guys do good work out there, especially at the local level. Keep on doing what you're doing. Um, uh, as far as I go, guys, again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 
pumping out these podcasts like a you know I'm a rabbit in fucking hot season or some shit like that, right? But uh, they're gonna keep on coming out. Uh, if you'd like to train with me, you know, there's a couple of options. I got my virtual one hour classes. Uh, it's a dry fire session. Somebody was like, "Is this dry fire or live fire?" I'm like, "It's gonna be kind of hard to have your computer out there live fire, bro." But it's your money. Anyway, uh, we can do that. We work on draws, reloads, whatever drills you want to in dry fire. Uh, my schedule is up on Modern Samurai Project slash classes. Go check that out. Um, I'll be in um, southern Georgia uh, in early January. And then um, in February, I'll be in uh, Chicago, the McHenry class. That's a three-day class. That is sold out. Uh, fortunately for me, maybe unfortunately for people that wanted to get in, then I'll be down. Uh, oh, guys, I'll be down in uh, at Shoot Logic in South Carolina. If y'all want to swing on by, and then I just added another class. Um, I'm you going to be. Aren't you? What's up? In North Carolina again? I thought September. I saw that. September. September. Okay. Yeah, not 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 till September. This is going to be. You all know Tim Elmer down at Shoot Logic. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah dude you guys should check him out man he hosts a lot of good people yeah and, and tim elmer salt of the earth man so um so there's that uh just picked up a class i got the two-day class in march on the 9th and 10th and then i'll be in santa Ana, california at the santa Ana pd uh range uh le only uh for a red dot instructor class so that's gonna be a good time anyway guys uh, i appreciate the support uh if you like these um, check them out at YouTube, uh, now on Stitcher, Spreaker, and iTunes. Check out the discount codes in the comments uh, or, or in the description. Leave the comments as you will. Uh, I don't read them anyway. No, I'm kidding. I read them. I read them. Uh, my hope is that they get completely out of control like uh, Grantham. Uh, and anyway, as most important, guys, as always, be good, stay safe, get training.